1: 12 waiver wire and streaming options. Uh, we're going to try and fly through this because Kevin's Chiefs are playing and they're in a, a tightly contested match. Patty Mahomes just threw that interception to end the half there. So we're going to jump right into it. Uh, Kev, let's start with our streaming options. And why don't you go ahead and start us off with quarterback and then I'll hit tight end.
2: Yeah, we actually have some pretty good matchups this week, which is pretty exciting because uh, the last couple of weeks hasn't been so enticing. But this week uh, we do have some um, opera or some. We do have some options this week. Uh, one, I think we kind of start out with uh, the, kind of the top of the the, the tier. That, that's Taysom Hill, right? Uh, there was a lot of concern this week with how he was going to look as a quarterback, not just a tight end, and he played pretty well. I mean, he, he completed 18 of 23 passes for 233 yards. He also had 10 carries for 51 yards and two rushing touchdowns, and that they pretty much dominated from really the kind of the second quarter on. I will say this week is a little bit tougher matchup. They take on a Broncos defense. That's 12th and past DVOA. They've allowed the 15th. They've allowed the 15th most points uh, to the position, but they have also allowed the 10th most rushing yards to quarterbacks and the fourth most rushing touchdowns. So obviously that is good news for Taysom Hill, who Taysom Hill is somebody that they are going to do a number of things with. And, by all accounts, he is going to start again this week, especially after his performance today against the Falcons. So, I do like Taysom Hill as a streaming option at quarterback. Now, people that played him on the ESPN leagues that at tight end, that you can pretty much count that that's going to be gone this week. You're going to have to play him at quarterback. So, um, I don't hate playing him this week because of his rushing upside. I mean, quarterbacks like that um, give you a nice floor every week because of what they're able to do on the ground, where they can supplement uh, some of some of the stuff they do through the air. So, and it was nice to see a return for Michael Thomas today as well, who you know looked like Michael Thomas finally. So. Uh, you know, that's something we talked about in the the Sunday show, and you know it, it came to fruition, so that is good to see. My um, next option here is Derek Carr, who he is still playing right now. He, he has roughly 164 passing yards and a touchdown. Um, now, l- listen, they get the Atlanta Falcons this week. The Atlanta Falcons passing game has been terrible. Uh, they've allowed the second-most passing yards, the 10th-most, and uh, they've also um 28th and past DVOA ninth and rush DVOA so they have been really good against the run and they did a good job today against Alvin Kamara what I think Alvin Kamara had what like 11 fantasy points he got he got bailed out by that touchdown that he got but they've also allowed the first most passing touchdowns too so this is a really good matchup for Derek Carr Derek Carr has played pretty well and you know it's inside a dome so we're not really worried about that so uh Derek Carr I think is a really great uh streaming option this week and I think you, somebody you could probably look at playing for the next uh, few weeks because their schedule really kind of opens up. So moving on from there, you have Phillip Rivers, who's Philip Rivers quietly, you know, puts together an, another solid game today against the Packers. 288 yards, three passing touchdowns. He uh, ended up with 22 fantasy points. Um, they get the Tennessee Titans this week, and Titans have been terrible against the pass. They're, they're 25th in pass DVOA, 19th in rush DVOA. They've allowed the 7th-most passing yards and the 3rd-most passing touchdowns and the 8th-most fantasy points to the position. So, Phillip Rivers, I think you can go there. Listen, the only thing that scares me about Phillip Rivers is that he is not mobile whatsoever. And so, uh, the good news is that Tennessee has been terrible at getting pressure on quarterbacks. So, um, I'm not really worried about that. Jadavion Clowney missed today. We'll see what happens here. Uh, for this, but I think you can go to Phillip Rivers if you're in a pinch. Uh, Some other options, Daniel Jones. I know it's hard to trust Daniel Jones, but Daniel Jones gets Cincinnati. Cincinnati, also has been terrible against the pass, along eighth most fantasy points. They're 29th in pass DVOA and 21st in run DVOA. So I think you can go to Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is also somebody that picks up some yardage on the ground as well. Um, some other options, Baker Mayfield. Listen, Jacksonville's been terrible against the uh, the pass. We know that w- what the Cleveland Browns want to do. They're going to want to run the football. I think that you could see, look for a big game out of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt here. So I uh, I'm leery with going with Baker Mayfield, especially with, with Jake Luton still back there as the, as the signal caller, the other options, Andy Dalton, you know, Andy Dalton actually looked good today. Um, Didn't have to do a a ton. Um, uh, Zeke Elliott also had a bounce back game. and He did have three passing touchdowns. The other option is Alex Smith. Dallas defense still doesn't look very good. And Alex Smith continues to play well. He played well today, but they didn't have to do a whole lot, especially once uh, Joe Burrow, shout out to him, uh, going down with a torn ACL or what should be a torn ACL. Uh, I don't think they've officially said, but he did tweet out that, uh, that we'll see everybody next year. And then Nick Foles against Green Bay. I really don't feel good about that one, but if you're absolutely desperate to quarterback league and he's sitting out there, you could go Nick Foles coming off the bye against Green Bay.
1: Yeah, hopefully you do not have to go to Nick Foles. Let's go ahead and just roll right over into the top streaming tight ends for the week. I'm going to leave things off here with Robert Tanyan. Uh, basically point... Uh, to, to keep this really simple, he's tied to Aaron Rodgers, right? There, There's no true number two wide receiving option with Alan Lazard returning. He definitely didn't look to be at, uh, at, at full health. A- anytime I saw him, he was kind of just out there. Looked like he was going, you know I mean? 75% of, of what he normally does, but with Lazard turning, I think he and MVS kind of like cannibalize each other for, for their targets. Tanya will do his thing in the middle of the field. Um, Greg Olson obviously going down with that non contact injury. They're talking about that potentially threatening his career, although they they were they have yet to say that he's actually done for the for the entire uh for the entire year. But with with that, Will Disley, I, I don't feel great about it, but you can you can look to go to him there because after Lockett and DK, Olson was third in targets on that team. Now Hollister actually does have two more targets right now than Disley does. However, Disley has run forty more routes than Hollister, and has severely outsnapped him in every single game except one. So, that kind of clears things up there with with Olson being out of the picture. So you can look there if you have to. This it's a it is obviously a gross gross landscape for tight end. And then uh, just a couple other ones here to throw out: Logan Thomas, you were talking about Alex Smith. The production still hasn't been there, but he has run the most routes among tight ends. It's it's just you, you basically just if you're plugging him in, just just hold your nose and you know sw- swallow that pill and just hope for the best. Jordan Akins uh saw six targets today. He went five for eighty three. Now he was the unquestioned starter at the beginning of the year before he went down. He had a couple of different injuries, one of them being the uh the concussion that I think he had like a, a lower body injury as well. So if you gotta go look at him, you can look at him uh too. Dalton Schultz, just another name to throw out there, just I mean, because of how gross it is. He's he's still being involved, but he is clearly the you know fourth at best option, might even be might even be behind some of the running backs. And we've heard before with George Kittle that he could be nearing a return. Now, I did see something where Shanahan said that. It was mostly just going to be if they are looking at be, playing mean, meaningful games for somebody like Kittle to come back. They're sitting at four and six right now. Obviously, that the division they're in is really tough. I can't imagine they're going to be playing any meaningful games toward the end of the year here. So the only way I'm really picking up Kittle is if you have that IR spot. But if you do, I'm assuming whoever has him in your league already, you know, has Kittle. At that IR spot, but just something to keep in mind because of just how entirely gross the tight end landscape is.
2: It really is. It really is a uh, just. Just a wasteland out there for tight ends, so I don't think we're relating this. But we're telling that. Let's just go ahead and jump over to, to the good stuff, and that's that's running backs, right? So for this week, uh, J.K. Dobbins actually, um, you know, they, maybe they decided to actually turn to him as the full time starter because he handled fifteen, at fifteen carries, seventy yards, two receptions, fifteen yards um, on two targets. He out he out carried Ingram and Edwards by twelve, and he also uh, played forty one snaps, only thirteen for Edwards and six for Ingram. So he looks like he is the lead back only rostered in 48% of leagues and I was kind of surprised by that. So if, if this is kind of the status quo moving forward, I mean J.K. Dobbins could end up being a league winner for some people because uh you know he know we know he is the most explosive running back that they have and he's the most talented guy that they have. Now I will say they do have a tough matchup this week against Pittsburgh on Thursday night football on Thanksgiving. You know, they're second in pass DVOA. They're sixth in rush DVOA. They've allowed the second fewest fantasy points, and they've only allowed 27 receptions on 44 targets. Like, they've been really, really good. And this Baltimore offense right now just looks out of sync. You know, uh, Marquise Brown can't do anything, scored a big fat goose egg today. Uh, Mark Andrews did look good. You know, right now, I think J.K. Dobbins, if he's sitting out there on your waiver wire, like, I, I would definitely use the number one waiver ad on him i would definitely use a, a large amount of fab for him because his upside is legit because past the steelers their their schedule really opens up and there should be a lot of fantasy goodness coming forward for jk dobbins uh wayne gallman continues i think i've had him on this list now for like five weeks in a row uh but here we are again with maybe not five weeks but at least the last three or four weeks but wayne gallman uh coming off their bye the last four weeks he is he has scored the third most fantasy points the third most over the last four weeks and he's still only rostered in thirty four percent of leagues. I don't get it. I get the fact that since or that the Giants excuse me, are the Giants, but he's he's continually getting it done. Like he doesn't have a super high ceiling. But I mean, I think you can expect ten to fifteen fantasy points every single week. And this week they get the Cincinnati Bengals who are terrible against the run. So Wayne Gallman definitely should be rostered more or less. I mean, he should be in the 80 to 90% at this point. I mean, he's been the starting running back for this team um, really for the last three weeks So uh, go prior to their bye. So I, I like Wayne Gallman, um quite a bit. And then Cam Akers, he is more of a stash. You know, I've had him on here for the last couple of weeks, rostered in 20% of leagues. We'll see what happens. They play tomorrow night against the Bucks. Not a great matchup. James White, I put him on here. Uh, Rex Burkhead fears of to have torn his ACL. So uh, he has gone over the last four weeks. Rex Burkhead is like 12th in targets over that, over that span. So that's good news for James White, who that's pretty much James White role is the pass catching back. So I think you can expect to see more for him. I think he had nine targets today, only rostered in 40% of the league. So I do like James White. I put Miles Gaskin on. I know we try to cover guys that are only uh, rostered in 60% or less, but Miles Gaskin is at 65%. It sounds like he has a shot of returning this week. So if he, if he's out there, I think I would add him. Uh, look, Listen, Ahmed's been okay. Like he hasn't like blown the doors off anything. I think Miles Gaskin was certainly better than he was. Uh, will Will Gaskin come back and take over the lead back? I think he will. Maybe he splits touches a little bit with Ahmed, but I still like Miles Gaskin a fair amount. And then the other options that we kind of have on here every week: the handcuffs, the Devonte Bookers, the Michael Pirine, uh, Latavius Murray, Alexander Madison. These are all guys that, if anything happens to the incumbent starter, uh, you know they kind of you know raise their stock. And guys that some of these guys like probably Devonte Booker. Um, Alexander Madison, Tony Pollard, guys like that would be an automatic...
3: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
2: like uh, RB1 in my uh, in my book, these other guys, and Latavius Murray, I, I, sh- I should mention him as well. Those guys, I think, become straight RB1s if anything would happen to them. But uh, those guys are more secondary ads. And like I said, we're heading into week 12. So none of these guys in my book really should be, uh, should be available. If they're available in your league, I would scoop them up if you have a roster spot because this is that time where if somebody goes down, if Josh Jacobs were to go down, uh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, you know, knock on wood. Obviously, I don't want any of those guys to go here. But if they do, that it becomes an instant lottery. To- for sure.
1: Pittman, let's jump into the top wide receiver ads for Week 12. I'm leading things off with Michael Pittman here. Obviously, we've seen him become more involved in this offense over the past couple of weeks. He's widely available, especially on ESPN. I think he's down in like the – maybe like the high 20s. And Yahoo, he's a little bit more rostered over there. I think he's in the – uh the mid 40 range. I think he's like 44% over on Yahoo, but ESPN widely available. He has 18 targets over the past three weeks. He has touchdowns and back-to-back weeks. He definitely looks like the, the most explosive uh, pass catching option they have. So he's, he's who I would prioritize in terms of wide receivers. Corey Davis has quietly been very steady this entire year. He has double digit fantasy points in every single game Outside of the goose egg that he gave you, it was like two weeks ago. I think he had like three targets, no catches. Uh, he only has one game with fewer than five targets, so he's someone who I think you, especially in twelve-team leagues, you can look to add and throw in in your at your flex if you're not running out another running back there. Jalen Rager, I I really want to have him at the top of this list, but you know, Wentz just he's he just not playing up to par. Now, today he was second on the team in targets, catches, and yards behind Goddard. I mean, I, I really want to see Regner start to, to be like the, the focal point of this offense, outside of Miles Sanders, obviously, because Sanders was looking really good today as well. Um, but I would still have a couple of these guys ahead of him. Tim Patrick is somebody who has also been pretty steady, especially after Corlin Sutton has gone down. He has 23 targets over the last three weeks. And he has three games with 100 or more receiving yards out of his past six. So he is someone who I think is, you know, again, especially in your 12, 14 team leagues, you can look to add him. Now, Russell Gage is someone we have to monitor to see what happens with Julio. Julio did leave the game with a hamstring injury. He was cleared to return, but he still only saw two targets today. Russell Gage, I think, led this team. We've seen Gage be heavily involved. I think the, the first game of the season, I want to say, was the game where I think all of them had like 12 targets each. So Gage is definitely going to get his, uh, you know, beyond Calvin Ridley being involved as well. And especially if um, – If Julio is going to be out, obviously that team isn't doing anything in terms of competing for a playoff spot this year. So I don't see any reason for, for them to rush Julio back. So especially if he is out, I would look to be, uh, to be adding him, especially in deeper leagues, tier two, uh, Cole Beasley. We've talked about him a bunch already, but he's kind of that. He's just that, that steady floor option for you. Uh, The, the, Bill's schedule over the next uh, couple of weeks and toward the end of the season definitely gets more difficult. I don't think it's necessarily going to matter because they've just been having Josh Allen chuck the ball all over the yard anyway. So I don't really I don't necessarily think game script is is going to matter. But he's someone who, uh, you know, again, if you need a, a, a high floor, a, de- a dependable option, you can look at Beasley. Uh, Mims and Perriman, I threw on here. If if you're in a if you're in a deeper league, you kind of need that boom bust option. Mims looked good today. He led the team in in receiving and catches. Same thing with Lazard and MVS. I like I touched on with Robert Tonyan. I think they're going to ca- kind of cannibalize each other. They become you know deeper league boom bust options. KJ Hamler, uh, someone you can also look at as well. He has been more involved in this offense with with Denver. Uh, not great today on the stat sheet, only went four for five, but he was second on the team in targets behind Judy and Patrick, who both had eight apiece. And Hamler quietly has 26 targets his last three games. And then Kiki Kuti, we have to watch and see what happens with Randall Cobb. He left with a foot injury. Obviously Cobb was their slot guy. Kuti, I, I wouldn't be running out to, to add by any means at all if if if, if you're, you know, 14, 16 team league, you're desperate. He did have that touchdown catch today, but there is also a reason why he kind of popped off as a rookie and we have yet to see him after that. So kind of tread lightly there. And then someone who I, I'm not going to go out and be chasing the points with is the mere bird coming off of his big game today. Uh, caught six of his seven targets for over hundred yards and had the touchdown. But if you look at what he's done throughout the entire year, six of his games, he has single digit PPR points. And that is that includes two games with no targets. So not someone who I'm going to go out and uh, and chase there.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a decent week for waivers. Uh, I really like Michael Pittman. Uh, If he's still sitting out there, he looks to be the, uh, you know, Philip Rivers' number on favorite target. And that's kind of what we talked about last week uh, with him as well when, when he came off his big week last week. So I think it's encouraging to see what he's doing. And then, you know, some of these other options they have in the passing game. You know, uh, like I said, if J.K. Dobbins is out there. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about this week, right? This is one of my uh, favorite weeks because of uh, Thanksgiving. We get the three games on Thanksgiving. It's my favorite DFS slate on the on the entire season. If you don't play DFS, like I highly recommend playing the DFS the Thanksgiving slate. It gives you so much so much fun to sit there and kind of sweat all three games throughout the day. Especially if you know for the people that you know maybe not you're not going to see your family and everything else because of uh, you know COVID or whatever that you're staying home and having your own kind of uh, little family household uh christmas or christmas thanksgiving then you know get in some dfs and we'll be uh the dfs Nation will be uh going live tomorrow night actually for the thanksgiving slate and it's gonna be me and maddie and ryan we're also bringing on DeBro Derek brown and ben cummins so Ooh. it's gonna be the five of us and uh it'll be three games and we'll probably talk for two and a half hours because that's what we do whenever we, we do the thanksgiving slate but uh it'll be a lot of fun
1: Sounds like a a fun lineup you guys have. Vert joining us on Twitch. What's up, Vert? Good to see you in here. All right, so so guys, like Kev said, uh, DFS going to be live streaming tomorrow, Wednesday. We're going to live stream. Uh, you know, since you know Kev touched on a lot of people not traveling this year because of all the COVID stuff going on, we are going to do a hangout with all of you. We want to, you know, we want to engage with you guys. We did this a couple weeks back, but it's literally going to be a free for all. Whatever we want to talk about, we can talk. What did we talked last time, you know, gross beers, we we threw out some college stories, we talked about some some food takes. So, just going to be a free for all. What we'll do is we will actually drop the link for you guys to join us on the show. I know there was some confusion on this last time, but we'll drop the link for you guys to actually come on, hang out with us, get some FaceTime with the TFA fam and we're going to just do a uh, do a free for all and have the uh, the little pre-Thanksgiving get together where normally we'd be running to the bars. We'll just, uh, we'll do it from home and we'll, we'll talk and we'll, we'll chat. We'll do it that way. So again, tomorrow DFS boys. And then Wednesday we will be going live and talking, uh, Whatever the hell you guys want to talk about. So please be sure to slam that subscribe button. Find Kevin on Twitter at FantasyRat13. Find me on Twitter at FF. You can find the Fantasy Authority Twitter at FF underscore authority. And be on the lookout to, to join us on Wednesday and look for that link. Have a good rest of the week, and we'll talk to you guys soon. They
0: want to hear a Thanksgiving song. All right. All right. This is... Uh... This is a thanksgiving song, I hope you enjoy it. Love to eat turkey <laughs> Love to eat turkey oh, I love you! Love to eat turkey Cause it's good Love to eat turkey turkey like a good boy should cause it's turkey to eat so good that clapping's messing my head up (laughs) man I appreciate it but I was, was trying to think of the next line I'm like all I hear is clapping here we go thanks anyways for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey at the table. I once saw a movie with Betty Grable. Eat that turkey all night long. 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. Turkey lurkey do and turkey lurkey tap I eat that turkey then I take Oh, now. Thanksgiving is a special night. Jimmy Walker used to say dynamite. That's right. Turkey with gravy and cranberry believe the Mets traded that old strawberry <laughs> turkey for you and turkey for me can't believe Tyson gave that girl BD. oh <laughs> white meat dark meat you just can't lose I poster I'll never take down my Cheryl Teague's poster (laughs) wrap the turkey up in aluminum foil my brother likes to masturbate with baby oil (laughs) (laughs) turkey and sweet potato pie Sammy Davis Jr. only had one eye Oh, turkey for the girls and turkey for the boys My favorite kind of pants are corduroys. Gobble, gobble, goo and gobble, gobble, giggle I wish turkey only cost a nickel Oh, I love turkey on Thanksgiving Happy Thanksgiving, everybody